You are now tuned into the tribe, where we share our passion in reviewing music and give you opinions we know you didn't ask for. I'm Marone, joined by my co-hosts, Dylan and Denzel. Please make sure to follow the tempo of our show today. Good? Yeah! Yeah, we're good, bro. We're recording. Let's go. All right. What a two? Okay. Welcome to the tribe, everybody. Uh, I'm your host Maroon for this evening. Um, I'm here with my special, special co-host, my hardworking co-host Denzel. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, people? It's Denzel. How we doing? And Dylan, say what's up to the folk. What's up, y'all? It's Dylan, aka DJ. Holla at your boy. Hope y'all stay staying healthy and staying fly. Mm, indeed, we will stay. Uh, I can't. I was about to make. I have to transition to the hurricane. I don't want to do this. All right. Let's get to another story. So, guys, before <laughs> I had a wind jump. So, okay, um, this week, man, we have a really interesting subject. So, I felt like, um, you know, mental health has been something that people really talk about uh, with the greater like volume and like accuracy and and more heart than like the past few decades. So, I'm really glad that this generation is really coming up, like talking about like how people how people are affected, especially after the pandemic. And Denzel, you've done a few, few good episodes on that. Um, but I kind of want to talk about body imagery because I feel like in our genre of music that we listen to the most, a lot of the lyrics are pretty like hyper masculine. And I see like a lot of present presentations in the music that we listen to are very, they have a certain like physique that they mm-hmm. want to show off. And I feel like there's an impact that men have had, especially now. So I kind of want to talk about that with you guys. I want to see what your, your perspectives are on that. If that affected you personally in your lives, but okay, before yeah. we do that. I just want to get a couple of news out of the way. Last week, when we did some news, we ended on a more of a somber note. So this time, I'm going to put the heavy stuff first, and then we're going to go some dumb shit, and then we'll talk about this this subject. If that's okay with y'all. So bet. So sounds right. good. First thing, Hurricane Ian. So this happened down in Florida. So Denzel, last week you talked about, uh, I think it was in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one was in uh, West Florida. Uh, it was basically just it was a Category Four. Um, like at least 100 people have died. More people are dying as mm-hmm. the bubbles being uncovered and stuff. It's really sad. Most people, some I know when hurricanes like this happen, people are like, why didn't they just leave? But a lot of times people, economically speaking, can't afford to leave mm-hmm. or like it's their whole, their whole lives are there. Like they just, they can't afford to go. So I think, you know, we should be a little bit more uh, gracious to those who, who lost all that shit. And let's not blame anybody. I'm not saying you guys do that, but I'm just saying in general, like let's not try to yeah, see yeah, yeah. why people stayed. Yeah, 400,000 people still don't have power. So I don't know if you guys heard about Ian, but it's just an, another hurricane in this season. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're coming in like clockwork. I think this is like tied to be the fifth most deadly hurricane in U.S. history. That's incredible. Yeah, and then, then like, oh, and then one thing, sorry, Dylan. Um, one last thing is like, in terms of damages, they saw there was about $60 billion worth of damages so far. Jesus Damn. Christ. Yeah, it's like right behind uh, Hurricane Katrina. Oh, my God. Damn. That's crazy. And they're still uncovered. What were you going to say, Dylan? Um, I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm just reacting, but it, it is it is a really sad situation. Uh, I did want to say on a lighter note, there have been some funny videos that have come out of the hurricane. I did see a video of this one guy. He was standing facing the wind, like he was about to get blown away, but he ripped a bong I saw in the middle of the you. hurricane. Yeah, yeah, sir. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't forget yeah. Florida. Don't forget it's Florida, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's Florida, but yeah, it's it's also sad with all the yeah damages and devastation and loss mm-hmm. of life. So it's it's really sad. So yeah, definitely donate if you can, man. Um, 
slightly more hopeful, but still pretty sad uh, over in Iran. I know we talked about this last time. Mm -hmm. Just a quick update on the protests happening over there. This is a nationwide protest. Those who aren't familiar, um, a young woman was was murdered by the morality police in Iran for not wearing her hijab correctly, even though she was wearing a covering. doesn't matter. They're still fascists for that. So um, just huge protests have been happening all over the nationwide. Like um, a thousand plus people have been detained for protesting. Over 50 people have died um by the oppressive police like fighting back against them but they're really scared there's a huge protest up in uh sharif university over in uh tehran and uh the cops were like just blocking people in arresting folk it was it's pretty hectic over there so this is like a very once in a generation type of like movement going on over there for this kind of country so i just i just i you know just keep an eye on that because that's you don't see that so this this is a big change for that for that nation uh, yeah. real quick moron was there any positive movement as a result of that like Besides awareness, opinion. yeah, awareness and solidarity, Denzel, for sure. Like people were definitely like, we're not, because like it's just it's too oppressive. Like people are like, yeah, we're not going to yeah. take this anymore. So there's more like connection between both men and young men and uh, and like women, older women of different generations as well. So like that coming together and then the international community like rallying behind them. That's like the positives of it. Uh, and like they're seeing some pushback. Like I believe there was a one week where like the cops just weren't like they, they scared them off. Like they were just scaring off cops because like it's such a huge difference like it's the people rising up versus right right a policing force so that i i see that as positive but people are is it gonna t is it gonna have to take a change in power for uh the social um norms to change in terms of how women are policed in iran i think so man because it came with the with the leadership literally they're they're yelling out they're chanting death to the dictator so Oof. they it's it's their belief they're like yeah like it's their belief that it's this person that's initiating these like morality laws yeah. Sharia law, whatever it is, like against these people, it's like mm -hmm. unless you get rid of the ruling power, it's not good. Because that's the those are the this is the people that came in the seventies that changed everything. So you got to kick them out, mm -hmm. so clean slate. And then okay, this is the last bummer. Um, moving on, Coolio. If y'all remember Gangster Paradise, Coolio, he died uh, last week at the age of fifty nine. And wow, I was shocked. He wasn't even sixty. And uh, I was just looking like uh, on Twitter, I found one lady, Oni Blackstock. Uh, she's verified. And since 2020, these are the people that I, you guys can see this in doc, but for the listeners, these are the people that have died since 2020 that are in the sphere of rap and hip hop. DMX at age 50, Bismarcky at 57, Black Rob at 52, Shock G at 57, Prince Marky D, 52, Gift the Gab, Kanglo Kid, Malik B from the Roots, Hub from the Roots, and Coolio. These people died between the ages of 47 to 60. What's going on, man? It's really sad. I think it has to do with, uh, you know, it goes back to what I was saying about, I think I mentioned this in the other podcast about, you know, especially what we see within the African, I'm, I'm going off a little bit off topic, but especially what we see in the African, African American community is that they, we tend to be more prone to comorbidities, especially, um, you know, males, females. And, and we also get treated differently. Like, you know, female African American females in the hospital, they, their, their pain tolerance is high. Because that's something that you know physicians assume most a good, not not as much as they used to, but most more majority of physicians believe that African American females tolerance is high, even though it isn't necessarily high. Um, and things such as like distrust of medicine, um, you know, not be not too much knowledge has been presided in those communities, and so that could be a factor. You know, that could be a factor in how you know we were a lot of people are raised to not take care of themselves, no proper health protocols. And, mm -hmm. and that's when you end up having like underlying health issues that you don't know about and you pass away. Yeah. A lot of this was like cardiac. It's just like random chest. Like just, so the autopsy came back. 
Yeah, for him, I think it was heart, it was heart related, something like that. Uh, and a lot of these other people was also in that. I mean, some of these were like overdoses, but yeah, 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 yeah. Still, I don't know. Yeah, we should we gotta take care of ourselves, man. Dylan, do you have anything you want to add to this before we move on, man? Only thing I want to say is real sad that all these uh, older rappers or these rappers in the previous generation are dying at a pretty young, fairly young age mm-hmm. in terms of you know passing away. I was very sad to see, and um, I did want to mention the comorbidities part, but Denzel covered that, so. So yeah, but it's real sad. Yeah, yeah. Too many healthcare guys in one podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Go see a doctor. <laughs> hey, y'all, just see a doctor every six months. Real easy. Yeah, if only we had universal healthcare. It's crazy. Mm, I know, right? <laughs> All of us agreeing. Okay, fun shit. Don't fun make shit. me go in on the government. Dylan's fucking ready to go. He has me got the Glock. All right. Uh, so some fun shit. Let's let's make fun of some people. So uh, me and Dylan live in Houston. Denzel used to visit once in a while. Uh, we had a sighting, a rare sighting of Ice Spice, the up-and-comer. Um, she's known for one song, Munch, as we talked about last uh, last podcast. She came to a, a Houston club, and the crowd was... I don't think the crowd was feeling her. I don't know what it was, man. There was there was a loss of feeling. There was um, there was one yeah. song. She she performed for... I don't want to make fun of her because she's new. I mean, you kind of go ahead. Let the chopper sing. Let the chopper sing. Denzel, Denzel, I want to let you loose on that. All you need to know, audience, is that she came on the scene. She sung for maybe 30 seconds, and then, not unlike her performance at Rolling Loud, she just bent over and tried to throw ass. But most of the audience was like, you need to give us more. So, Denzel, what do you think of Ice Spice? What do I think? You have Bro, all I can say is this it's just crazy to me that, like, we're, we're our generation or i feel like with new new artists coming up is as soon as the single drops we have to put them on everything possible because they want to run their pockets for everything they got i mean we already like she's always like on kai sanai's twitch she was drake and her apparently something happened with her and drake there's like apparently a sex tape that leaked like all this shit is like that. popping off with ice spice and i'm just like bro she fell off so fucking quick in my honest opinion like in less than like a month like she only does one song like is there like a catalog of songs that i'm missing like i don't know like i don't i don't get this she already fell off it feels like it feels like she did to me damn i was telling him yeah yeah. what i was gonna say is one houston i'm proud of you and two (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) the song was never that good the chorus is fire don't get me wrong crazy the beat is the beat is the beat is crazy the chorus is fire that's it but that's all that's all popular songs are these days huh mm-hmm. that's all i gotta say reference to last episode yeah yeah definitely reference to last episode i think it's just like why she got so popular i really think it does just has to do with the algorithm like that's what that's what was really popping and then the people remember like we talked about during dylan's episode about tiktok like when the tiktok or like when the when the the big heads or the honchos of the uh the record companies when they see that something's popping off on social media they want to exploit it as fast as possible for as much, you know which they can mm-hmm. so and she's just and she's young like we'll we'll see how her career goes. I feel like she hasn't even started yet, so I, it really it's just funny. Like it's just so weird. Like the her, the fact that her go to move is just just to throw ass. She's like when in doubt, it's like butterfly like response every fucking time. It's like uh, I don't know what to do. Shake ass. It's a little crazy, but a respect. So uh, let's let's go with somebody else who's a, who's an asshole. Uh, let's go to the baby real quick. Uh, the baby is down bad. Um, first album sales weren't looking great. Uh, Bro, he he, he resorted to to lying on his dick. In reference to to other artists, female artists that he may or may not have had relations with, I think Dylan, you brought this up a while back. It's corny, but um, yeah, he's he's in trouble. 
last episode. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do y'all What do y'all think of the baby man? Is did he fall off, Denzel? Or Dylan? Oh, bro, I think the baby got blacklisted. I, so I saw the video that you posted, the, the link for the baby, and I watched it. I didn't know in that music video at the end, of the end of the intro scene, that he was. <laughs> That this man was letting the person, the member of the LGBTQ community go. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? So, Dylan, some backstory because you seem confused. Okay, please. That <laughs> in, the, in, in the music video for the baby, right? The, uh, one of the songs off of the baby, the baby on baby two. Yeah. Um, the intro is him like dressed up in the mask. It's like a Halloween. Like it's based off the off of Candyman. So they say like the baby or some shit like, three times. There's like a group, and then one of the, and one of the members in the group is a, a appears to be an individual from the LGBTQ community. At the end of it, he, him and the the guy get him and the dude just get uh, run into each other, and he freaks out. They both screaming at each other. He's like, "Oh, you scaring me!" And I don't even know how it is. He's like, he lets him go, but it was almost like he's doing an apology for the LGBTQ community. In the yo, intro. he like, said, "I fucks with y'all." Like, yeah, I'm he said, sorry. "I fucks with y'all." Some shit, and I and I saw that. I was like, "Bro, hey, look, I'm glad you made yeah. it out of there." And so, and I think because of that comment last year, Rolling Loud, he literally destroyed his whole career because his previous album, The Baby on Baby One, sold like over 100k, easy platinum, killed it. This one sold like 16k. 16k, yeah. First week. Yeah, only 16K. Look, okay. This man here, Maron, you mentioned uh, just earlier that you're talking about he was lying on. Even if he wasn't and he did smash Megan, like to say, to just say that out Mm -hmm. loud, and especially to say, oh, I smashed her a couple days before she revealed what happened between her and Tory Lanez. Like, that's just, it's just in terrible taste. Terrible taste. And, I mean, ever since the Rolling Loud shit, I've been off of him anyway. But Facts. like yeah. this, this man, he's just and it sucks because he. I actually really used to fuck with him. I yeah, really did. Man. His so, lyricism was pretty good. Yeah. So no, nah, this this man, he's just he's trying too hard. He's just trying too hard. Yeah, I suggest to like everybody like the uh, this is from the Company Man the breakdown. Uh, this is what Denzel is referring to the video that I, I linked. Um, he does really good hip hop analysis. Like he's a he's like a really smart guy. He used to work for Hip Hop DX, all that stuff. So like he he did mention that like the baby's lyrics and stuff. Like when he was doing mixtapes and everything for you know he's North Carolina with the he's Hornets and stuff. stuff yeah. He was very like lyrical and people had like people started like to believe in his lyrical abilities and like his subject matter. And they thought like he was going a certain way, and it just seems that like because everyone you know, he, they, people believe he's smart. But it, the way that he comes off lately has been like super corny. It's like yeah. misogynistic. I thought he was crazy when he shot that dude at Walmart and everybody just let it go. But oh, he been crazy. What? So oh, yeah, whatever. He killed but, someone in Walmart. Got away with it. Got away with it because he because he because the industry needed him. But now they don't need him. So Denzel, maybe yeah, you're right. Yeah. Maybe he did get blackballed because messing with the LGBTQ community is a death sentence in that Especially respect. Especially in 2022. Shit. Yeah, it's not it's not a good look, man. But anyway, let's uh, something more positive. Uh, Miss Lennox, Ari Lennox, has dropped uh, H Sex Location. Mm-hmm. She is the 2022 Erica Badu. Great album. Just came out last Friday. So what did you guys think of that one? Fire. P- pure vibes. Better than That's her first. And her first is already fire. So she has oh, 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 oh. She, she has two fire albums. Just, hmm. I feel like I feel like H Sex Location, I was told by a certain someone, I'm not going to name names. You know who you are. You know who you are. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Who? That this is this is the what do you grown, mean by that? This is the grown version of Shea Butter Baby. Mm. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. So like the I'll, more I'll mature version. Yeah, yeah, more mature. Yeah. More mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, because like the first one, she's kind of like moving into a new place, figuring out who she is. Mm. Ah, that's a good analysis. I like, I like how the track list isn't super long either. It's like very like concise yeah. and like to the point. And she's keeping traditional R and B alive. I know she's not the only one, but her <laughs> Lucky Day, Jasmine Sullivan, Jasmine Thank Sullivan. You. Who else? Her to a certain degree, not really, kinda. I know I'm forgetting somebody. Do you know Doja Cat here and there? Like no, not, no, not no? Doja, not Doja. Do you count Summer Walker? No, Summer not, Walker, some, not yeah, Summer. Not Summer. She she trapping B. I'm trying. I know I'm forgetting somebody, but yes, Ari. Oh, thank you, Neo Soul, keeping it alive. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys are from Dallas. She's Erica Badu 2.0. I feel like honestly, like I sure. see that. I, see I that think again. so. Like, yeah, I think she's so. amazing. Yeah, her voice is just her voice still sounds really, really clear, very mm-hmm. sharp. Like she still has that. That sounds so unique to her, and that Lucky Day, the Lucky Day track is really funny. I like that. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's my favorite one. That one's funny as hell. Yeah, so highly suggest y'all listen to that. And uh, lastly, for the news before we go to, uh, to before we check the rhyme, let's go to our hometown hero Lizzo. Um, she took possession of a dead slave owner's crystal flute, <laughs> and she played the shit out of it. Uh, shout out to James Madison, you in the ground, what's up? Um, so she played the hell out of that. She was a classical music major. And she showed it. She was just incredible. So I don't know if you guys had a chance. She did it both in concert and I think in the Library of Congress or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, did you guys have? She's a very interesting artist, and I'll talk about why she's relevant to our episode today. But what do you guys think of her, her performance? Like, did y'all get get to see it? I mean, she kills it every time. She's a a quintessential performer. Like, I feel like I feel like people underrate her. Honestly, like she is a great yeah. artist. Mm-hmm. She's one of the best artists on this earth, and people don't. I feel like people don't give her flowers because. Mm-hmm. Of the of the body weight thing, which you know mm. we're we're about to talk about. So, so yeah. So I won't go to any further than that. But yeah, she's phenomenal, phenomenal performer, artist. What have you? And so, you have any any thoughts on uh on this uh, rendition? You know that that actually makes a point, and that, that kind of leads into the check the rhyme later. Is that you know with the body with her body type, um, you're seeing that you don't see her as much as you would with other female artists. Excellent. But she is a very she is a very I, I'm not big. I'm not crazy big fan of her. I've listened to a few songs, and I, every time I've listened to them, I'm like, "Oh, she's pretty good. Like, she's <laughs> pretty like energetic. She has this, her energy going on." Like, I saw the flute performance. And I thought it was amazing. And whoever and anyone who was like complaining about her playing it, I mean, they can fuck off. I mean, she's just doing her thing, and it's not like she was disrespectful. I didn't. I didn't think she was disrespectful towards anyway. And plus, I mean, fuck James Madison. So, I think anyone that was complaining about that flute performance would believe that White Lives Matter, right? Of course. In any case, she's a U of H major uh, <laughs> graduate. So we're just really proud of her, man. So um, are we not talking about Kanye? No, we're not, not talking about Kanye. Kanye. We're not talking about Kanye. Not on my, not, not on my time. Not on my fine, time. Fine. <laughs> what to do? <laughs> so what to do? <laughs> fuck that guy. All right. So yeah, guys. So I picked Lizzo for the last last story because she has had her own little controversies here and now about her own body imagery and what people, how people react to her, how she's promoted. And um, like her response, and I think she's had really good responses about promoting body body imagery and loving yourself and stuff like that. So, with that, I think it's time for us to check, check the rhyme. Wow, flawless! I love it. That was beautiful. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we are going to talk about why don't men love their bodies? No, I'm playing. But this is about body imagery, and I want to focus mainly on guys because we're three men on a podcast. Um, I think the subject on for women has been well researched already, and it's like so. There's just so much more data for it, but men really don't talk about this, mm-hmm. uh, especially hetero men. 
there's some in the gay community, but mainly straight men don't talk about it. So I kind of want to talk about how this relates to how hip hop has pushed male body imagery to us and how it really hasn't been a thing uh, up until the 80s. So let's, let me give you a little bit of a history and then I want to talk about how music got involved. And then I want to make it more focused on us when we talk about how we feel about ourselves. What do we do? Why are we working out a lot? What do we do in the workout? Things like that. So that's what we're going to do today. So first things first, um, everything I, I in my research, looking this up, uh, my in-depth research was basically not, this was not a thing. Men did not really as a, as a collective care about what the image of a man's body was in general in, in like the physical sense until it was a thing that needed to be sold. So capitalism made this a thing. So when men's bodies started being commodified, it didn't happen until the 1980s. If you remember, in the, if you look back in the 70s and 60s and so on, men were usually thinner in a lot of advertisements like the Marlboro Man, things like that. They weren't really like showing like like big chests or arms or shit like that. Like that just was not a thing that was really promoted towards men. Um, there's a fantastic podcast, uh, from mindful things with Dr. Roberto Olivia Dara live. Ooh, Alaveridia. Mm, that's Spanish. So shout out to Hispanic heritage month. So this professor <laughs> psychologist did an excellent job. They're from Harvard med school where they talk about like just the body image of men from the eighties. And when it became something to sell, you saw that the image that men, uh, were, were that men were like attaining for, or like being pushed on were more bulkier and bulkier as the years went on to the point where like action figures like G.I. Joe's and things like that from the 80s to the 90s got super buffed. And they did this really weird study where they took the proportions of like a Barbie doll and they try to like make it real life. And then they did the same thing for the male like action figures and they just became ridiculous. Like they just, there's not attainable. Mm -hmm. So this thing really starts early and they be, you saw a rise in both body dysmorphia and muscle dysmorphia. I never heard of muscle dysmorphia, but apparently that's, that's a thing as well. So mm -hmm. you want to ask yourself, like, how does this how does this relate to music or hip hop? So the people traced it all the way back to a Calvin Klein underwear uh, commercial in the early 90s featuring the one and only Marky Mark, a.k.a. Mark Wahlberg. So this motherfucker <laughs> who has a great body, apparently yeah. did it early added in the early 90s using underwear because when they started using men like Mark Wahlberg, they noticed that they had a, um, they were able to market towards men and they actually saw it like, rise uh, in uh, sales both from men trying to like get like him and women trying to get like that for their man. So like the underwear started selling and uh, using his, using a man's body. This is the first time you see that. And then after that, you see the wave of like Abercrombie and Fitch and all that other shit. And you see the, the dudes out here looking like that. Um, very interesting. And that didn't happen until the early nineties. And then you go to the, at the same time, the eighties and nineties, this is the era that we're talking about. The LGBTQ community had a different aspect, right? There's men in that, in that group as well. And um, you see the loss of like the thin guy leaving and it was actually more associated with AIDS. Uh, this is what I was hearing and what I was reading. Well, that if you were like more willowy, more more skinnier, more scrawnier, you were seen as like being sick, and that was closely related to the AIDS epidemic. So you saw people, mm. men, like gay men, uh, would go buffing up and things like that. And you actually to the point where like, gay bars would not let men in without a certain peck size. Like this is real wow. fact. Wait, really? Real fact. Look this up. It's it's incredible. So body imagery, man, affected different communities differently. But I I found very interesting was that the two exceptions I could find were Prince and David Bowie. So those guys can be as willowy and as small as they want, but they still had the sex appeal of like a thousand men. It's incredible. I don't know how they did it. So those, those guys were like ethereal for sure. So I'm going to go to hip hop real quick. Um, just going that how, so like basically how hip hop, I found a hip hop link from um, uh, McNair scholar. <laughs> um, her name was Lorena Munoz. And she basically like analyzed rapid lyrics and she was able to find that like rap was promoting hyper masculinity and ph physiques and behaviors. 
And this actually results in like body dissatisfaction for college age men. And this is where I want to get you guys' opinion. Do you guys feel like, or if you have any thoughts on any of the above as well, do you guys feel like in rap and hip hop that there is this promotion of hyper? I mean, it's an obvious question, but like, do you, what do you, what, what do you guys feel like the lyrics? Do you feel like it has a, it results in a bad imagery, body imagery for guys when they're listening to that music? I don't believe, well, from what I've listened to over my 28 years of life, I don't necessarily hear it a lot in lyrics. I mean, it is in the lyrics, yes, but I would say more so at like concerts or festivals or uh, Mm -hmm. definitely more prominently music videos Mm -hmm. where the body is shown off more or like even if if the artists are like in commercials Mm -hmm. where their body is shown off. um, It's it's not like explicitly stated, but it's implicitly applied that this is more desirable than just like an average body the the muscular physique like the, yeah yeah the, yeah muscular physique like the regular old like six pack that's a regular old it's not regular but six pack <laughs> uh skinny like big chest big arms big shoulders whatnot so it's almost like it's um uh, subconsciously implanted because as dylan was saying yeah i didn't i at least in my experience of listening to rap music i don't really hear men talk about their bodies it's more of more it's more of men showing them through like festivals concerts or usually shirtless um mm-hmm. in music videos you see them shirtless or you see them you know flexing or sometimes in the gym it just depends on what what's going on um, to show that masculinity to represent it um but no not really with the lyricism i think like i said before i think it's subconsciously put into our heads that hey you won't get this this or that without mm-hmm. having like the big arms the big shoulders the big chest the abs, etc. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it's not explicit except like it just is fascinating to me. You're right because when they're when they're in the shows and they're like their shirts off, I was just like thinking through my head. I was like, who does that? And it's always like these rappers that don't last five years for the most part. And I'm just like, do are they compensating? Because like I, I I was just going through my head. I was like, who does that? Travis Scott does that, but he's still around. Pac used to do that, but I mean, he was selling something. But a lot of these other dudes that I like, I can't, there's so many trap rappers. I can't even remember the names of that. They're just like skinny dudes with all tats and they're just out there shirtless doing this. And then they're gone. I don't know. I just, to me, I thought it was like compensating for a lack of Like they have to attract their listeners somehow if they're, because they're, sure. they're not rapping anything. They're not saying anything. They might be mumble rappers. So they're not really saying nothing. Um, yeah. I mean, you see, like they saw this, like there's like a rise of steroid use from the eighties and nineties, uh, anabolic steroids. People lying about surgeries, getting calf implants. Didn't didn't Drake get some implants? <laughs> calf implants? <laughs> Wait, I know. Yeah, didn't Drake get ab implants or something? Ab <laughs> implants? <laughs> Bro, there's what? There's a picture okay. of Drake. Like he just got out of the beach or some shit, and someone like made a theory that he got ab implants. They don't look real, bro. Whew. Hey man, but Drake be that type of nigga to do that shit though. Hey man, his body, his choice. So no, yeah, no, I'm weak. <laughs> Dude was like, wait, what? <laughs> and you what? It's it's interesting because like we we don't really notice as men, we don't really think that like guys would do that, but a lot of women notice that kind of stuff because it's they're always indonated with that shit every day. So like mm-hmm. they're always more aware of like, oh, this person's using a filter, this person's definitely like they just got surgery. So do you do you guys feel like when dudes are like when dudes hit the gym where where when they're trying to pro- are they trying to project like their masculinity outward? Like do you feel like it's insecurity? Like why why do you think that people do that? Like why 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 do people try to go that route attain those kind of images i think it comes with the whole mentality of 
well, one of the biggest things I see with a lot of men is like they want to be, they want to gain that same traction that women get. So like, you know, you notice that with like beautiful women or women who are, ha- who are highly attractive, when they walk in the room, everyone's looking at them. You know, it's it, being attractive in this world is a big is a big like factor. I feel like even though it, it's not everything, it tends to be everything, especially in like higher in the, depending on where you're at. Like for example, Miami, um, Dallas, Houston, it's like very expensive like high end places. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a sense of status to be attractive. Like you notice that like when you go to certain joint clubs or a high end or anything like that, you'll see people who happen to be. You know, majority of the time, majority of the people in there are, are, are good looking. And, you know, and it's something like it's like it's like a, it's become like a normality, especially when you gain a status financially that you have to be good looking because it's something that's expected. I and I think that when it comes to men doing that, they do it because, like I said, it's to catch up to the standard of what has been expected, especially in the society. That's if you're reaching a certain status of fin- a certain financial status, you must look like this. Otherwise, if you don't have the looks, if you don't have the money, like where are you going to be at? You know what I'm saying? That's so interesting you say that because like they, there was like a, a rash of stories where engineers, like data engineers that were making money, they they started getting like limb lengthening surgeries. I saw that. Yeah, I heard <laughs> about like, that. I guess because you need to most sad is like I guess like when you become a certain, but I don't know, man. You look at you look at these billionaires, they look trash. Like they look like pale, lumpy ghosts. Like I don't, money I don't talks. Know. I, but like I said, it's I either know. like you have the looks or you have the money, and mm. and most of the time, I think in like the in the high end status, like girls in that in that in that type of society, like they're used to the money. Like everyone, you know, there's always there's niggas everywhere giving you money. But if you like, if you have a certain look to yourself or like a certain way you present yourself, I think that's like a different thing. So you're saying it's all about? So they're just trying to just money, power, respect. Is it what it just comes down to? That's like, why I think it is. I think it's all part of that. And then plus, sometimes it can be just psychological. Sometimes it can just be like, hey, I want, I can't attain abs because maybe genetically I have them abs, but I can't, I don't have the visual look of the abs I want. And so people, that's what people do. Like, that's like, like when you're talking about the, uh, the lengthening surgery. Yeah. A lot of tech dudes get it because, you know, a difference, a difference to them between five, three and five, six, at least five, six, they're like the average height of a, of a, you know, they're like the they're like five six five seven. It's like the average height of a male in the U.S. versus a five three that most girls will even bat an eye at them. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's actually skip to that. I was gonna say, um, with like our personal like body imageries and things like that. So like I want to talk about dating apps. I've never used them, but like, is that mm-hmm. a th- is there is there a hate like is there a, is there a, like a this tall to you must be this tall to ride? Like, is this is this a real thing? Dylan, you want to go first? I've been saying this for a long ass time. Height is a thing that women look at like one of the first things they look at. If you're not this tall to ride a ride, you ain't gonna ride it. Like you ain't gonna like okay. Uh I mean, but to in a on a serious note, yeah, of course. And it's not just dating apps, it's like a real thing too. But it's funny like in dating apps, because a lot of people ask, oh, First off, before before even saying anything, a lot of women would be like, "Oh, how tall are you?" Type shit. So, so yeah, but no, it's definitely a thing. But but to to add on to that, I think I think dating apps have conditioned us in a way to see to look at the physical versus like the person, like the emotional and the personal um, connection we have with that per individual. Because like you think about Tinder, you think about Bumble and Hinge and all that. It's like I mean, 
it's a it's made to literally choose what you want based on looks alone. Like, oh, right, I mean, you, you can read all this shit about their bio, but half the time, most of us don't look at the bio. I mean, you're looking at the girl, right, or, or the or the individual. Like, you're looking at your part, you're looking at their potential partner. Sorry, trying to be a gender gender inclusive. So inclusive. Um, you're looking at your partner, and so at the end of the day, it's like you're swiping through left and right, and then you match with someone, and I mean, they're going to ask you questions and like, even on um, the good amount of what I've seen, some people like say like, Oh, we'll only date guys, this person, this hiding up or nothing shorter than this. Like, I mean, people, have, people just have, I think that's how data dating apps have just conditioned us to do. Fascinating. So then, so, so, okay. So is it, Hmm. Is it a body? Is it a self body image thing when guys are paying seventy five, seventy seventy six thousand dollars huh? for a limb length? That's how much the limb length. Oh yeah, it's like seventy six k. Yeah. 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 Is, it, is that personal think, or is that like them reacting to the the environment? It's pers- like- it can be. It can be all three. I think. Okay. So I, I I think I think you just saw a podcast I did about this because you, you're this this is sounding very familiar. Um, I just saw I just listened to a podcast about height lengthening sur- surgery. Oh. Nice. Um, it's it's on a podcast called Stuff You Should Know. I like it a lot. Okay nice no 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 I, I think it was vox no vox vox explained the thing i, th- I, think. I got you um but anyways i think it's a combination and what they say in that podcast is i think it's a combination of, of many things it's like oh i feel more confident to approach people to potentially date them i want to be taller because it makes me feel better about myself i want to be taller so i can reach like sometimes it's for physical reasons like i actually yeah. want to reach the shelf for myself and do certain things like or maybe i'm too short to ride this ride or just, it, there's a multitude of reasons why people do it I just think it's crazy. I think it's, I, I personally, I think, um, and maybe I'm being biased cause I am tall, but still it's, I think it's just crazy that li- you're doing that to your body and you just find someone that likes you for you. Cause I've seen short Kings be out here. I mean, Tom Holland, Godwin's in Zendaya. So I don't even know what to be telling you dogs. That man is literally Spider-Man Denzel. All right. So <laughs> the, yeah, I agree with you. That man, the Hollywood actor, but no, he's, um, I agree with you because the, the risks for limb lengthening just to focus on that is like, it's how many, but well, a year, a year of um, recovery mm-hmm. and rehabilitation. Might not be able to play, yeah, you can't play sports, probably can't play sports. And like mm-hmm. a lot of psychologists are like, this does not fix your body image issues. Um, also with liposuction, liposuction, they saw that it, there was an increase in the 90s that went up like four times within four years because Jesus. they started targeting ads towards men. And then, like, then they started getting the surgery. I don't know. I feel like the commercialization, a lot of this stuff, the commodification, a lot of this is very, very fascinating yeah. to me. Um, Personal story, I remember, I didn't think this really, I didn't know if this ever affected me because, you know, I'm, I'm East African, so I just have like really skinny limbs. Like there's, they're not going to grow yeah. no matter what I do. And uh, I remember one time I was talking to a girl in undergrad and like I was just here, I was with her and her homegirls and I was trying to, you know, I was trying to finesse and mm. homegirls <laughs> were like, hey, like I was just hanging out. Like, I mean, I'm out here like the bestie, like, yo, your girl's going to leave or what's up? So the girls are still talking like, hey, me, you see old dude, tall old dude walking over that way? He goes, yeah, his arms were so, and the girl I was trying to talk to her like, oh, his arms were so big. And I was like. What is he swollen? What's going on? Why, why, why do you? Are you trying to get him to pick you up? Like, what do you? What do you need that shit for? I don't understand it, bro. But whatever, fuck y'all. <laughs> I like my arms just the way. You, they you, are. you know, you know what it is, Moron. You know, you I, know what that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah. Why. she, you know she ended up being a terrible person, so I lucked out. There we go. All right, so uh, <laughs> facts. All right, oh um, so yeah, that's my L, man. I, t- I took it proudly. So. Going on to fitness goals, let's try to make this to spin this to a more positive thing. So, is there any gym motivations for you guys? Like, do you guys have any personal fitness goals? Like, do you, do you try to change your body in a more positive way using uh, exercise or healthy eating and things like that? I want to focus on exercise for this podcast, but 
you guys have any motivations or anything like that that puts you in the gym? Uh, I really just want to be fit and like have that help me live a longer life. Like, Mm. I don't, I don't really have, I mean, I have like a weight loss goal, but it's not like a drastic weight loss goal. I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight, but like, I'm really just trying to be in the gym just to be more fit and more healthy. So I know Denzel over here, uh, uh, dumbbell bench pressing 100 pounds now. So I already know what his goals are looking like. (laughs) Um, no, I personally, I'm not even gonna lie. When I first started this gym shit, like early college, I felt like mm. it was just to like, honestly, it was, I think it was just to get to get, to get, get girls and shit. I honestly, Dang. that's why I, I'm gonna be fucking honest. For sure, like, yeah. Go ahead. Um, and then as of recently, I think I started like actually knowing how to work out, how to improve myself, and it's become more of like I just want to be like at the top of my game. Like I want to be like physically, mentally, like physically on my top shape and yeah. I don't know. It's just something I've really wanted to do is like kind of get in a more athletic mindset. And so that's why I've been like putting myself in the gym and doing, doing what I want to do, eating well, trying not to cutting out fast food and shit like that. So I've just been, I don't know. It it becomes like part of your routine. Like, I guess it's like part Mm -hmm. of like a mindfulness type thing. So cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally, yeah, totally basically what uh, Denzel said. I I had the pretty much same journey when I was a kid, we played soccer a lot and that was pretty much all we did. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was always a great way to stay fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was still like chubby and stuff like that. And then like um, I think undergrad, I was like, man, I got from free time. These hoes ain't talking to me no more. It's cool. <laughs> Let me hit this gym. So I was just I was just running it up, mainly running, honestly. And then I didn't really know how to weight lift much. And then when I came to Baylor grad school, I was just like in the gym like every day or every other day just for myself, honestly, because I was alone. And I was just happy to like just be in there and stay focused. And what Denzel was saying, like kind of having like that routine. And like just being like mindful. So like I remember like I would pl- I would hoop with like uh Marcus, shout out to Marcus and like the homies, oh I'd hoop with them and I'll just go straight to the gym afterwards, or like I'd come back and forth. And then I think one of the homies was like, What are you an anime character? Like, why are you constantly <laughs> training? <laughs> just sit down and hang out. It's like all right. God damn. But it's just fun, man. Like it feels good. Like when people notice it's nice, it's like, oh, that's I appreciate that. But like me personally, I don't know. I don't I think like building muscle and stuff like that, I didn't really think about it until uh I think sigh she gave me some protein powder one time not for me but she was like hey i'm about to move can you like hold on to this and i just started taking it and i was like oh shit kind of good and then um our manager used to like try to put me on to certain ones and i was like this i feel like there's a difference it feels nice but i'm definitely never taking steroids fuck that shit yeah fuck that shit man never i'm not that broken as a person but um yeah man so in the gym life what is the music that gets you guys going that's that's what i was wondering because i was looking at playlists they were all over the place. They're mainly like mid to like late two thousands rap, and I was like, "This shit wag, bro." Like, I mean, Ti is cool, but like DMX or something. Yeah, some DMX, and then like, J- like Mims. This is why I'm hot. Came on. <laughs> I hate that. Damn. <laughs> no, that's my jam. That's my motherfucking jam. You're talking about Podcast music <laughs> that uh, gets us going at the gym. Yeah, what yeah. you listen to the gym? Mumble rap. That yeet, <laughs> that little Uzi, that Cardi. So big no, up. y'all, y'all think I'm joking? I'm serious. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. serious. Nah, like, yeet, no, yeet goes hard, man. The beat goes crazy. They don't be that. saying shit, but yeah, the beats go <laughs> off. The beats go uh, off. Did the beat go off? Yeah, oh, just let me say that. Right. Yeah, like I was, th- I was looking. No, like, I, was no, no, I fuck with it, Dylan. Yeah, I was thinking like, is it hype? Is the high energy? Is it like the heavy bass? Like, what gets mm-hmm. you? Because like I was like I was asking about my homeboys, uh, Darnell and Darnell. He was like, yo, like mixtape, Lil Wayne is like peak gym music and i was like i guess so like six foot seven foot shit like that it, it, <laughs> i'm weak it's pretty cool and then like meek mill when he's yelling at you 
Um, and you're like, damn, Meek, like I'm right here. <laughs> I think my uh, other than the mumble rap, I would say my go-to rotation uh, is uh, where, where's where's that album? Right here. Oh. Oh. You want so to pull it up? Camera? Yep. All right. right here. This wow. one. It'll match. Okay. This is a very good. Uh, y'all can't hear me. This is a very good workout <laughs> album. I play yeah. it all the time. Very good That's workout good album one. for That's sure. That's a good one. Yeah. Nas has this one song called Stay Chiseled and it's just about him getting fit. <laughs> or like, nice. or like it's a metaphor for like stay solid because these dudes are trying to murder you. And it's like, damn, these are high stakes, Nas. Gotta stay uh, on Den- your feet. Yeah, Denzel, did you have one that you wanted to, to shout out? Any like type of music that you, you were feeling? Uh man, my, my music playlist is all over the place. It'll be like rock, metal, yeah, screamo, it'll be like mumble rap. It just depends on my mood, man. It'll be like EDM music, like very like dubstep heavy music. Just music that just gets me going, honestly. Anything that gets me going is going. Um, I think recently I've been listening to a lot of uh, I've been listening to a lot of Ch- Chief Keef. Like don't I like I've been listening to like don't like a lot for some reason lately. Um, Stick is really good. That's been a song I've been bumping like crazy. Stick, yeah. um, Stick you know, good, my yeah. dream. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, Stick is nice. I will um, also say. Um, Especially during the summer, house music was on repeat for me in the gym. Yeah, house, really house music is great to you work up. out to. Yeah, it's great to for work like out cardio to. stuff or lifting or just in general. In general, cardio mm-hmm. and lifting. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I was I'm weird, bro. Like when I was in the gym, especially if like I'm running for a long time, I just put on some party next door. Or I'll put on some R and B. I don't know why, but I just want to hear some simpy shit. I'm like, Sometimes it's a vibe. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes you, sometimes you feel your heart broken. You know, you just want to like. Break out of it at the gym. Yeah, you just want to run away, bro. You just play some R&B. Y'all crying in the gym? Hell yeah. Sheesh. The, pain, the pain's my pre-workout, bro. Why do you think I'm in the gym on a Friday night, bro? What you mean? <laughs> wow. We hiding tears, bro. We ain't um, out. Nah, sometimes I'll even play, sorry, when, uh, sometimes I'll play like on SoundCloud, you know, they have like those anime motivation videos. Wow. <laughs> uh, bro, nah, kid you not. Play like Vegeta. Play like Vegeta's Rage or something. And like on SoundCloud, <laughs> that should be crazy. <laughs> it's that's gonna be pumping you up, bro. Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, yeah, definitely listening to uh, the weekend croon about ex- like ecstasy and old girlfriends while lifting weights is, is a vibe. You taking right, ecstasy in the gym now, bro? I mean, that's the. I'm feeling euphoric. Oh, I'm weak. <laughs> 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 all right man so let's 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 wrap this up man so i kind of want to just uh, you know a quick diagnostic quick check with y'all do y'all love your bodies man i think so yeah yeah i do now i do way more i definitely do i think i'm at a point where i've gotten very comfortable with my body image um i don't know like i feel like i've gone to this point where i very i i, I like i said like the whole purpose of me working out is like being to create that mind muscle connection with my body be able to feel you know, when I'm doing this and like stretching and yeah. it's not just like lifting heavy. It's also like doing yoga once in a while, um, going for a nice walk or run, just something to keep me going. I want to be a very active person. Mm. Um, Cause I think one of my biggest worries is like being like a seven, cause you know, there's like two different types of 70 year olds. There's a 70 year olds that like look like they're about to like hit their deathbed. And there's a 70 year olds that are like very active. You couldn't even tell they're 70 look like they're 40 or 50. They're always on the move doing something. So yep, I want to be the latter for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I love my body. Don't love your body? I'm gonna be honest. I have my days. I, I have my that. days. There's, there's days where, especially after I have like a great workout, like running or 
uh, lifting very well. I look in the mirror, I'll be like, yeah, like I look really good. But then there's other days, like, especially if I like eat a lot and I'm bloated and mm-hmm. I go in the mirror, I'm like, Same. damn, I feel fat as fuck. <laughs> but um, hey, I mean, it's okay. Look, Love the I, I'll probably only say it's really like my stomach area that I'm just like, and it's just like, I wish I could get better, but I love the rest of my body. I love my legs. I love my chest. I love my back. Mm. I love everything except for my stomach. Mm. So it's really just that. But for the most part, I would say I love my body. I love that, man. Yeah, honestly, same. Pretty much same. Uh, I never felt like height-wise, I always feel like it is what it is. I even felt I feel like I wouldn't care. But like, um, yeah, definitely the gut area I always feel like I can do better on. But I just remember seeing, like, I just watched. So I'm, I keep saying that my girl keeps making me watch Bachelor in paradise but i'm honestly watching it for myself now it's a good and um this last episode they have like a lot of like bodybuilding type people on there everyone's just like yeah, yeah. Rat, like just stacked right and then this one guy they literally call him tarzan <laughs> he's just, like he's literally also- just built like crazy he's like an insurance guy but he's like just built like crazy he's constantly doing workouts and then people are coming up and like hey like how are you feeling and he goes honestly i still got a little bit of flab here that i'm trying to get rid of with this upper ab i was like what the oh fuck? hell no we will we'll never be happy <laughs> and 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 that's actually a very interesting point to make maron because there are people like that who have that that body dysmorphia muscle dysmorphia where it gets that point where like even if you look like you're the biggest dude in the gym you never know what they're thinking man that's why i've seen people at the gym that look like they go like every single day and they're shredded as hell and sometimes i think are they okay like because i see them every single time like it's like terrifying it's actually a problem. The like with the muscle dysmorphia, some people like that they're addicted to lifting weights because of either how it makes them feel or like what they feel like they need. Or they're scared to they're gonna lose their muscle if they don't use it. That part, yeah. And yeah. I feel like I feel like some ways, like I definitely the Dylan feeling of like not, I'm not trying to name a feeling after you, Dylan. Yeah, like right. the feeling of like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, like you know, like when you like especially after the gym, you feel like amazing, Stop like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, patent pending on the Dylan feeling. You know, like when you just hit the gym, and then like oh, before before you hit that before you eat the meal afterwards, and you like you just feel like ripped. Like that's that's legit. Like right before breakfast, but after breakfast, it's downhill from there. I'm but no, nah, man, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that we discussed this, man. I'm, I'm I hope that everyone can men can talk to each other more about this. I think the biggest issue for psychologists and people who treat these kind of feelings is that like even at a young age, children, even young boys, they can't admit that they have these kind of like thoughts. Cause it's seen as like weakness. So I'm really proud of us being able to like kind of discuss this openly with each other and on this podcast with our audience. And um, I think it'll just get better. And we need to realize that everything is for sale and do not let any image you see on the TV dictate how you feel about yourself. Like Facts. just, yeah, just focus on yourself. Talk to a physician. If you feel like you could do better, talk to a personal trainer. Like those are the ones you need to be talking to. And they'll, cause we have a trainer here in, in our apartment complex and he's like, this is what your goals are. Just do this, this, and this. You'd be all right. And he's like ripped, but he's also Ghanaian. So like, whatever, you know, like West Africans have the, the cheat code. So it's not fair. <clears throat> yeah. It's, yeah, called, it's called genetics. Genetics. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. And then I think also one thing to know is just making sure that for those who are listening, watching is that, you know, when it comes to your body image, accept your body in the worst state, I think one of the biggest things I've learned is to learn to accept your body when it's not at 100% and yeah. when it is at 100%. Because not every day you're going to look like you're ripped to the core. Because like some days I'll finish the gym, I'll be pumped, I'll look like I'm like just shredded beyond reason. 
and I'll take like a good picture. I'm like, oh, this looks nice. And then there are other times I take a picture and I look, oh, I look like I'm fat. I mean, and, and, and that's, that's okay. It just, it's just really, you need to learn, learn that your body goes through changes on, on the yeah. daily. Like it, even like every other hour, like depending on what you eat, what you drink, all yeah. this plays into a fact. So you got to accept yourself. Yeah. Diet's like 80%, by the way. So yeah, <laughs> just keep that in mind when you see the people on like, Instagram just don't go to McDonald's every day. Yeah. Oh God, please don't. All right, man. Yeah. But that's pretty much it, man. Uh, body imagery is really interesting um, for the men. I hope that we can discuss it more in, in general, but any last thoughts guys before we wrap it up? Nah. I bet. <laughs> nah, I think that's so, it. Sorry. Sorry. I thought Dylan was going to say something. No, no, no. That was good. Dylan already said his piece. He's chilling. Um, man, that's, that's it for that. So this is, this is the end of my part of the season. Um, this has been a lot of fun guys. I can't, I can't even, I don't even know what we're going to talk about next season, but this is, I'm, I'm really glad that we've been challenging each other, uh, with our subject matters and, um, we only have gotten better over time. Uh, I'm really thankful for this season so far. So, and I can't wait for next week. Yeah. So, um, guys, remember, please to follow us, uh, on Instagram, uh, at Tempo Tribe, uh, Tempo underscore Tribe. One of those is with the other one. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> Facebook. We're not Lord. Facebook. But um <laughs> yeah, man, TikTok is popping. Always follow the TikTok. We love y'all. Um this is Marone um signing off. Fellas, why don't you say goodbye? Hey, this is Denzel. Everyone, I just want y'all to all be to stay safe. And this is Dylan, aka DJ. Remember to always do what makes you happy. Peace. Yeah, and don't forget that uh, Kanye West told you to work out for him, so just do that. Um, That's our Kanye bit. White lives matter. (laughs) Um, One more episode for season two. One more. more. You know what pissed me off? Every time I I go back home to my hometown, every dude is ripped. Like, they just went to the gym for the past six years since I've been gone. I'm like, why are y'all working out? (laughs) Every day. It's ridiculous. Because they'll all tell you the same thing. It was for for her, and then later (laughs) then they're like, you know what? It's for me. <laughs> I'm a Full circle. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's for them. I don't, you know, I, I don't want to exclude him.